Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Washington Commanders podcast. This is your co-host Tay and Todd. We are three weeks away, 21 days away from the time we're recording this. And uh, Todd, I have we have moved from positions to positions to talent to talent, Mm -hmm. and now we are in a spot where I think we're pretty sold on what we need to do. And this is honestly one of the biggest drafts um, we've had. Like the impact needs to be huge, and I think if yeah. we hit on this draft, um, I think we're going into year three set pretty in, in a good spot. So, Todd, as we inch three weeks closer, how you feeling? Oh man, how am I? You know, okay, so I had a bit. Well, I had a bit of an epiphany, right? Where I was looking back at teams and having multiple first round picks, and how it tends to pan out when teams have multiple first round picks two or three and honestly the results are not that great Tay like you would think that the more picks you have all right have better players but it 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 really all just comes back to the organization and the front office and the coaches and how well they can pick because it doesn't matter how many picks you have if you don't know how to pick good players it doesn't matter so I'm looking back at that and I think I, I, I love the idea of of trading back and and you know in this mock draft 3.0 if the opportunity presents itself We'll see what happens. But I am more intent on just picking good players. And not just that. Uh, on the Move the Sticks podcast, Daniel, Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks, we're taking a look at every NFL team's last five first-round picks and kind of how they fared. And one common theme was that the teams at the top of their divisions had, had the most success with their first-round picks. And I, I think philosophically, I want first-round picks to be not the player with the most potential. I want the player who produced the most. I want the player who is the best player, the best prospect coming out that you can grab at that spot. I care I care much less about potential in the first round and the second round than I do in the fifth, sixth, seventh rounds. First round, I want the best player. So that's kind of, I don't know, I just, that's been more of an emphasis in my mind this last week and I hope because you look at what the commanders did last year. They drafted Jamin Davis on his potential, not on the best player. And uh, and that's what I want. I want I want the player who is the best coming out of college. So, yeah, that's kind of just how I'm feeling. I just hope that they draft the best player because we need some day one contributions, Tay. Last season, not getting help from Chase Young and Jamin Davis, I think, really hurt this team. So we need them to help, but we need this year's first and second round pick to help this year. 
So that's what I'm thinking about now. I'm I'm feeling yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you're right. You mentioned something about hitting on this year's draft pick and knowing that, you know, we have to hit. We right. really have to hit. And then yeah. on top of that, with a skill position player, yeah, we, we can we can look at a Kyle Hamilton at 11, possibly. We can look at a, a Sauce Gardner. We can look at a Derek Stingley. But my, my thing is this. If Washington hits this draft, whether it's Kyle Hamilton, who I'm starting to warm up to a little bit, very, very little bit, um, or Olave or Garrett Wilson, I think – and um, someone said this yesterday. I think it was uh, Collingsworth. No, not Collingsworth. What's what's my man name from uh, ESPN from the the YouTube video that we saw that we saw yesterday from NFL on ESPN? Uh, 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 not not Ryan Clark. Not not Arlovsky. Not... Arlovsky. Okay, Arlovsky. Okay. Arlovsky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he mentioned he he mentioned yesterday that mm. you know if Washington gets uh, Olave or a guy there. From, from I think they looked at Todd Mache's draft. Yeah. If they get a guy there um, at 11, a Wilson or Alave, you got they're going to arguably have the best offense in the NFC East, and they'll be right there with the Cowboys. Right, right, they yeah, mentioned. yeah. So, so as we look into these mock drafts, man, I know the first one, we, we, we like the, the selection of the first one, but the fact that we traded down in mock draft 1.0, we got a receiver that we didn't really like, but we, we got love, other yeah. talent we didn't love. Yeah. But you look at Mock Draft 2.0, and if you haven't looked at those and check those out, Mock Draft 1.0 and Mock Draft 2.0. Yeah, watch that. Uh, the 2.0, we were able to get a guy that we loved at, at 2, I mean at, at 11. And in the second round, um, we were able to get a guy that we liked as well. But granted, we didn't get five players. We ended up with three. So right. um, it's, it's give or take. But like you said, we need immediate impact from our from our number eleven pick this year, yeah. and I think the best way to get that is from receiver. Yeah, and that's why. So another thing, adding to that, and then we'll go go into this mock draft. I am also very hesitant about drafting players who've shown a pattern of injuries in college because if you draft like injuries can happen to anybody. You draft a guy if he gets hurt, like Josh Doxson didn't show a pattern of injuries, and then he had some weird, like you know, just crazy issue. Uh, Chase Young didn't have a pattern, you know, that sort of thing. Injuries happen. But when you draft a guy who has a pattern of injuries in your first round where you expect immediate contribution and then that player gets hurt and isn't able to contribute immediately, like you can't say this was, you know, something that just happens. No, there was clear evidence to suggest that this was a very real, much more real possibility for this player than others. You still chose him and now you're living out that possibility because it was higher. That's the sort of thing that gives me pause with the Derek Stingley, where he's clearly a very talented player, clearly. Mm -hmm. But I think you're drafting him more based on his potential because he did great things in 2019. 2020 and 2021, he didn't do as great things, but he also struggled with injuries for two straight years and played five games. Um, was it? Uh, he's missed 10 games or missed 13 games in his career. That's concerning for me. And when I'm talking about drafting at the top half of the first round, it just gives me pause. That gives me pause. So. Yeah. I, and, am... and I want to mention on that, he gives me, I mean, obviously there are two different positions, but they're both physical freaks. He gives me LeBron Landry vibes mm. uh, in a oh, sense wow. of um, like good talent, but you know, Landry had those injury problems yeah, right, right. Um, throughout, yeah. throughout his career. So I, I don't, I just want to stay far away from that. Give me a guy that's going to be sure. Um, and, and I mean, like you said, you can't, every injury is different. You know, people get injuries when they come to the league, you know, like a, yeah. a Josh Dotson situation. But like you said, I, I, 
it's hard for me to take a Stingley there at, at 11. Like I said, I love the talent. How, how about this? Before we get into the draft, yeah. what do you think about the Saints? Because we didn't touch on the Saints. The Saints Eagles didn't trade. move up. Each Saints-Eagles trade before yeah. the last one. How do you how do you think that will impact the draft uh, so far, the Saints and Eagles trade? Yeah, it's interesting. It's like, are the Saints loading up to make a move up, or are they just trying to surround Jameis Winston with talent? Um, I think that the Saints want to have options more than anything. I think they wanted to add that extra first rounder to if things kind of go a certain way early on, they now have the uh, the power in terms of or the you know draft picks to make a move. So I think that's kind of what they're thinking. I think they could be looking to move up depending on how the board falls. The Eagles wanted to offload one of those three because, again, three first-round picks, odds are all three are not going to pan out. So, And now the Eagles have two firsts next year when if Jalen Hurts, you know, doesn't build off of last year, you can – now the Eagles have firepower to move up next year. So, right. uh, yeah, the Eagles are playing chess. And, you know, I know lately they haven't won a lot, but they are playing chess for sure. The commanders mm-hmm. are playing shoots and ladders. Yeah. Yeah, but I, much. you know, I it's it's it, you don't see that type of trade happen very often in the NFL like that. That's very no. interesting. But yeah, I feel like because the Saints, you know, they have what fifteen and eighteen now, so you know, it's that's a weird spot to want to have two picks. Like obviously there will be talent there, but it kind of makes me think that they are gearing up to move up. That's right. what it makes me think. Right. Yeah. Same. Same. I think so too. Um, it's going to be interesting. 11 is a yeah. great pick, man. I, I think 11, I think it, is. it seems like this year, 11 is like a really a, almost seems like it's going to be a top seven pick. I mean, with the talent you're going to have there at 11. So, yeah, uh, I'm excited to see what happens because uh, it, may, it may be some interesting trade offers. I know we've been doing the mock draft. And we've had a lot of trade offers that look very enticing. Yeah. And uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens this year. We'll see. Yeah. On the 11 point. Yeah. 11 is a good spot of the 10 to 12 range because it's like that's right around where sliding players start to you know become great value but it's also where teams would start maybe considering moving up for a player that's sliding it's like right in the middle where you can either get a good player that shouldn't be there or trade back because a player that shouldn't be there is there and get more so all right we will go into mock draft 3.0 mock draft 3.0 the jacksonville jaguars are on the clock tape Evan Neal, Ooh. consistent, protect. And there we go. There Malik Willis going too. Now that's that. There's some buzz building around that. Aiden Hutchinson, Ahmad Gardner to the Jets. Pause it for a second. Yep, Charles Cross to the Giants. Uh huh. If if Aiden Hutchinson somehow falls to eleven, would you take him? <laughs> no, I would. I'm just no, I would take no. the best offer. No, I would not. <laughs> I would. I. You're asking the wrong guy, Tay. But no, I would. <laughs> okay. Call I'll me crazy. I see. I did one mock draft the other day, and he was like sitting there for the take at eleven. I'm like, wow, Whoa. that's crazy. <laughs> that, there's no way in the world. But I, no, <laughs> I hate that. I hate that scenario that you. <laughs> okay, if the top five, top five goes like this right here, how are yeah. you feeling about what about what we're going to get um, at at eleven? Like, if, if the top six right here, right, picks right here. shape up, just like this, how confident are you feeling? So this is doing this is pushing the wide receivers down for me, which I like. Um, depending on where Derek, St- it kind of is making me think Derek Stingley may be an option, and then it's pushing those wide receivers specifically. I think the guy we we may both be highest on, which is Garrett Wilson, potentially down to eleven because you still got some really good defensive talent and some good offensive tackles that could come off from seven to ten. I look at the Giants probably. Well, they took a tackle. Giants probably go. If since they went tackle, I think they may go defense. The the 
right. Falcons may go uh, wide receiver. The Seahawks may just take the best player in the Jets. I think maybe Derek Stingley. May, you know, well, they took him out Gardner. Gardner. So the, the I think the Falcons and the Jets are where you may see the wide receivers go. But you know, other than that, I, I would feel good about this top six. Yeah, same, same. Okay. Which is Evan Neal, Malik Willis, Aiden Hutchinson, Ahmad Gardner, Charles Cross, Kyle Hamilton. Now the Giants are number seven. They go Ooh, they, okay. Thibodeau at seven. That's 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 strong value. Now the Ooh. now the Falcons going Jermaine Johnson at eight is looking great for us. Wow, that, like I, I, if, if if this sound of war shakes, I'm probably right going to go crazy because you Look know that oh you know that the Seahawks <laughs> are not going wide receiver. So Ikimikwanu to the Seahawks and now at ten is. Well, let's see what the the Jets do at ten. This is, a, I think, make or break for the Commanders. Are they taking Garrett Wilson? They take Jamison wow. Williams. Wow. All right, Tay. So let's look at this trade offers we got. First of all, from the Chargers, pick number 17 for, and then add 79 in the second next year. And then from the Giants, moving all the way back to 36, we'll reject that. And then we will, we will hide the Chargers for now. Now, Tay, wow. we are being presented with an opportunity we haven't been before. That is Garrett Wilson at number 11. Number 11 player on our board. Only two players in front of him on our board are Trayvon Walker, Edge from Georgia, Jordan Davis, defensive tackle from Georgia. We're not taking either of them. The best player on our board is Garrett Wilson. After that, Tyler Linderbaum. We're not taking him. We're not taking George Karloftis. And then you got Stingley down at 18. But Tay, <laughs> and, I, and I like the offer from the Chargers of 17 and 79, but I love the idea of Garrett Wilson. <laughs> so see tell me what see you that? think. See, so so my thinking right here is this: Will Olave fall to seventeen? Olave Wilson will probably go. Wilson will probably go to the not the Vikings. No, I'm thinking Chargers. either the Texans or the. Well, we're trade. We would trade with the Chargers. Chargers. So the Chargers going up to get him. Probably the Chargers could be going up to get him. The Saints could take him at sixteen. Wait, wait. so. But, <laughs> but in terms of player, I I love the idea of Garrett Wilson. Uh, yeah, I was, I think, I, see, that's the thing you have to battle. That, that, that's that's uh, yeah. why you know, I, I hate this for Ron. <laughs> you get your guy. If your guy's there at eleven, if your guy's there, you got to take him, right? Yeah. And I know we him. I know we both like Olave, but I I think Garrett Wilson is, and I know that uh, Jalen on Bleeding BNG has said it. You watch him play; he he looks like an Odell Beckham level of player. And you go into the season with Garrett Wilson, Terry McLaurin. Even if Curtis Samuel is not healthy, I mean Curtis Samuel healthy. On top of that, is just incredible. Oh yeah, so, and and you know we'd be adding seventy nine. Tay, I I think that I am on board with drafting Garrett Wilson at eleven. What do you want to do? Oh man, um, we got ten minutes now, right? <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> give me, ah uh, man, I think you, I mean you're getting value right there. Eleven you got the eleven rate, rate ranked prospect. And we're sitting there at eleven. I think you go eleven. Go, 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 Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson at eleven. All right, Commanders taking Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State at eleven. Tay, I'm excited about that. I yeah, am excited huge. about that. That's <laughs> if he, huge for me. I think he's the the player that if they get him at eleven, I will be jumping for joy. I, I, if they take Kyle Hamilton or Derek Stingley, I won't be upset, but I won't be jumping for joy. I know lots of people will, and I'm not judging. If they take Garrett Wilson, I will be through the roof. I think yeah. day one, Tay, he is, oh, really? is making your offense a lot better. 
what, what are you projecting if we get him? What are, what, where is I mean, project? I have no reason. There's no reason he couldn't <laughs> have the type of season that these other, you know, guys have come out and have. Have a 1,000-yard wow. receiving season, you know, or you, that sort of thing. Just I don't think he comes in and looks like a rookie from day one. I think he comes in right. and looks like a pro. Now, the question is, when, when Ron Rivera was talking about being at the pro days and one guy was running back to the huddle and one wasn't, and the higher-rated one wasn't running People think you might have been talking about Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, think you might have been talking about so. Kobe Bryant and Ahmad Gardner. So, but yeah. I don't care about Chris running Olave back to the huddle. Still there, Chris he's Olave st- still there. Wow, he's sliding into the <laughs> second round. Wow. <laughs> so this this is definitely a simulation there where and the Giants time. take him at that's crazy value. This is a wow. simulation where the wide receivers are wide receivers are getting pushed all the way down. Traylon Burks right. went thirty two. <clears throat> so I mean I. If they were to trade back, add the 79th pick, get a Chris Olave or, or something, and add a second next year, I wouldn't hate it. But I, I I love the idea of just getting a good player. Okay, so what what if Olave and um, Wilson are on the board on the like that? And But what if Ron takes Olave? Would you be upset or, or, or what? I would, I would, I would be on very much a wait and see approach because I wouldn't agree with the decision, but I wouldn't hate it. I would have to, I would need for them to prove to me why they made that pick. I wouldn't be jumping for joy though. You would now, no, I wouldn't be jumping for joy. Um, on the clock at forty-seven, Tay, we have no trade offers here. Okay, I'm going, so, I'm going running back. So we were picking Straight here. <laughs> so we've got Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, the top two running backs. I think that Brees Hall is absolutely filthy, Tay. Um, you also have, in terms of what the commanders may be interested in, you got Chad Muma, linebacker from Wyoming. Uh, and then going down the board, you've got tight end Trey McBride, safety Jalen Petrie. All that. <laughs> Listen, you get, you get Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker <laughs> along with Garrett Wilson, we will have the best offense in the NFC East <laughs> and a top three offense in the NFC, period. If you get Brees Hall, oh my goodness. Is this bro, you I'm pounding the you. table? Pound the table. Him pounding the table. <laughs> you get Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker. Bro, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Okay. It's a wrap for the NFC East. You have a one-two punch with Antonio Gibson, Brees Hall, McKissick coming out the backfield. Bro, it's a wrap. Can you imagine? There- and Ron I, likes. Oh my! Goodness. I, I, I look. I'm with you all the way. There are people who will hate this pick. Who will say Antonio Gibson is already a top running back? Bro, but I'm. I like Brees Hall a lot. I think. I, I, and, and so I'm going to draft. We're we're taking Brees Hall here at 47. And the reason why oh, is because our goal is to take good players who can help us. Now, I am not as high on Antonio Gibson as lots of people are. I think the Commanders really could do a lot better at running back. I don't think Gibson's a bad player, but I think if they grab a true running back, the value of a true running back is still very high, Tay. It is still very high. You, it may not be, it's not as high as taking him in the top 10, but getting him at 47, yeah. Brees Hall is, is filthy. And so I'm, I'm on board with that. Passing up on a Chad Muma. The question for me is, you know, we're going to pick again in the fourth round. A guy like Darian Beavers may be there. You know, um, a guy like Osamo, I don't know if Osamo will be there. A guy like uh, Leo Leo Chanel may. I think that the value of getting a Brees Hall here and then one of those linebackers is greater than getting a linebacker here and then maybe a, a James Cook in the fourth. But that's just my opinion. Curious to see what people think about this mock draft. No, I, you know, and I like that because Gibson, 
that will limit some of his touches, and he tends to get banged up a lot. He gets banged up, and you have the fumble concerns. Yeah, and you have the fumble concerns. So, so if you're looking at this, Brees Hall coming, this would open up so much. You can have you can have Gibson do some some more stuff where he can, uh, you know, line misdirection, up line. Right, right, line up yeah. receiver, and yep. this and just oh my goodness, you, bro! Just, if you get Brees Hall. You can never have too many offensive weapons. Tell you, I think that's oh what it comes goodness, down bro. to, right? You can never have too many just really good offensive weapons. And you look at the Cowboys and what you know the Cowboys why they continue. They have a very good quarterback, and then they've got really good weapons. And they took a hit this year, but they had some really good weapons. Tay, I want the Commanders to have a strong offensive core of weapons. There goes Brian Osamoa, and I mean, I'm all for just taking the best players here. You've got some of these tight. Trey McBride still being there is, is pretty pretty incredible. Um, Quay Walker and Leo. What did you say? So if you wouldn't mention it, he wouldn't have got picked. But For the moment, yeah, now he's gone. Okay, so he goes to 79. We've been taking him at 47. That's crazy that he slid all the way to uh, 79. Uh, Quay Walker's gone to 80. Is it Leo Chanel? 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 Ch- Chanel, I think. Chanel, okay. Yeah. They're 82, and the commanders are picking, I believe, at, is it 113, I believe. So we've got about 23 picks here to go. John Mechie is a player that they had in for a top 30 visit. Um, I think mm-hmm. if they do end up going a different direction in the first round, then Mechie's someone you look at. Mechie, to me, is a guy who I, I, I by no means do I dislike him, but he is not special at any one thing. No, he's not. He's not particularly fast. He's not particularly quick. He's not particularly big. Now, he's a good player, but he is not dynamic in any one area. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be excited about that pick, you know, compared to a guy like a Garrett Wilson. Uh, there goes Darren Beavers. Chanel's still there. We'll see if he can make it to 113. I don't think he does, Tay, but maybe he does. Troy Anderson is a guy I like as well. Troy Anderson, uh, that's Jaylen. right, is, a, is another player. Oh At 100, Jaylen from, okay. Jalen from B, Bleeding BNG. Uh, we share that, that draft crush right there. He's a guy that, that does it all, man. Yeah, I know he plays five. He's played five different positions, right? Yep, five, yep. Quarterback, linebacker, yeah, so uh, there goes Chanel, 109. Okay, that's someone we had our eye on. <laughs> yeah. All right, that so hurts. here we go, 112. Let's see if – and so, again, we, we don't have any offers. No one's trying to get up to 113. So what are we doing at 113? Looking at this, hmm. day, there's no one I love just looking at it, right? Let me, let me scri- right. slide down here some. Nick Cross is a safety Cross. we've taken. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jelani Woods is, is is a tight end. Some people have as their number one tight end. Six seven, ran yes. a four five, I believe. UVA, um, right? Yeah, yeah, University yeah. of Virginia. Yep. Um, if we're looking at you know, so you've got Jake Ferguson, K. Dot, and Trey Berry, tight ends ranked in front of him. Um, you know, we're not looking at these wide receivers. Mario Goodrich, Channing Tindall are a couple guys I don't know a whole lot about. No, right? me neither. And so running back is out. We took running back. Braxton Jones at tackle. I think we want someone who we think can contribute more day one. I don't think our tackle here would. Edge here is still early. I know maybe they want more depth, but we don't draft depth in the fourth round here if we don't have to. So I think Tay for me. Um, and Zion McCollin is a player I need, to, I need to do more research on. I'm looking at Nick Cross and Jelani Woods. Same. I wonder if Jelani Woods is going to be a part of that combine. Um, 
here at FedEx. I believe so. At, I believe he Ashburn, is. Whatever it's I believe at. he is. <laughs> See, they're going to get up front, up front and personal with him and Nick Cross. Uh, this, is, this is a tough one. I think... Um, what I, are you thinking? I'm, I think I would be on board with drafting Jelani Woods. See, I, I think I'll be on board with drafting Nick Cross. Give me a reason why we should take. Give me a reason why we should take Nick Cross. I mean, um, Johnny Johnny Woods here. Uh, so when you look at the tight end room here for the Commanders, you know there there are a lot of question marks. Um, you know, you look at the safety room; they need to add, they need to improve at the top and add depth. But you still have that starter for the Commanders. I have a lot of questions about Logan Thomas coming off that ACL. John Bates is not a number one tight end to me. Uh, he is a number two guy. Jelani Woods here in round four. You look at these tight ends that have come out in the league and have had success. They are second, third, fourth round guys. You know, mm-hmm. they're not first round guys. Jelani Woods at six seven, running what he did, setting records with his athleticism. You know, I I just I love the idea of having a guy who is you know off the charts in terms of athleticism at a position of need in an area where his position tends to have. Uh, a, a high number, uh, a lot of success. So that's why I'm, I'm on board with drafting Jelani Woods here. Now you can make okay. the case for Nick Cross. Yeah, Nick, Nick Cross. I think we're trying to fill that Buffalo nickel. I think Cross would be a good fix right there. That gives that frees up Cam Curl some. Um, now the only problem is, I mean, obviously they love Bobby McCain, but what are, what are they going to do at this Buffalo nickel position, which they need, uh, which Ron Rivera values. Um, a lot now is Landon Collins going to come back in the fold, which right. um, some people should think that is an option coming back in the at the end of the year. I don't know, um, but I think after you stated your case, um, I think Nick Cross will, Nick Cross would be nice. Nick Cross would be really nice. I think it, I think he would fit well, but with with Bobby McCain there and with um, Cam Curl, and then you got Defoe back there. Um, the company came from a top defense there in um, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I think they have some plans for him this year, and then maybe with Atlanta Collins, with Atlanta Collins possibly coming back into the fold, possibly at a cheaper price. I say you go ahead and get Jelani Woods. I think he would fit wonderful in that in that um, vertical scheme. Right. As and and Carson Wentz, that's what he loves to do. He loves to throw the ball vertically, and I think if you get a Jelani Woods back there. Um, uh, just a move tight end, a guy that could do it all, vertical block a little bit. Um, but you got Bates and you got Th- you got right. Thomas who can come in and, and help him develop. Um, give me Jelani Woods. Let's do it. All righty. Boom. Here we go. Jelani Woods at 113. So at this point, we know ultimately what our haul is going to be. We didn't trade back. We didn't get any offers in the second or fourth rounds to trade back. In the first, we got an offer. We had a player we loved too much. So we're going to end up with Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Jelani Woods. All offense. And I'm all for it. <laughs> I am all for it. If Carson Wentz is supposed to be your guy, set him up. Um, I'm, I'm definitely curious to see some of the replies on this one because I think there are going to be some people who say, why would you take a running back over a linebacker? And I get it, but I just want draft. I want to draft players who can help you immediately, and I want an explosive offense that can score 25-plus points a game. Last time the commanders averaged that much was like, what, 2016 maybe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So that's how I'm feeling get, about it. First of all, my first question is, well, my first statement is, if you yeah. get Brees Hall, bro, that, that you're you're going to be playing into December. You know how Ron likes to pound the rock, right? And you, you, you know, with 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 um with Gibson, he's been kind of limited to that because he's been so banged up. 
Yeah, he's you know, lacking you can't, explosiveness, clearly. He's lacking it. He's lacking it. If you can keep him fresh and get a guy like a Brees Hall who has that and keep and keep Gibson fresh, give him around 10 touches uh, a game, 10 to 15 touches a game, and give Brees split their carries and then have, you know, um, J.D. McKissick back there with the with the um, passing downs. Man, you can do a lot. You can do yeah. a lot. And, and you'll keep these guys fresh. Right. That's, that's ultimately, that's what matters. I think my thing is this, though. My question is, do you think Brees Hall will be there at 47? I don't think it's likely. I think that really? it's possible. I'd say that I, if I had to put odds on it, I'd say like 25 that it happens, 75 it doesn't, just because I think once you get in that second round, people will start looking at those running backs. And, uh, you know, I, I'd have to look and get a, a really good feel for what teams are ahead of us. That's kind of why I don't like that we moved back from 42 to 47. I would say 25, 75 odds yeah. on him being there versus not being there. But I think it's possible. I just don't think it's likely. Would you trade up? No, I wouldn't trade up because no. I I think you can get, without having to give up a pick, I think you can get a, a good production from a running back at some point in this draft or roll with what you have. But if you have that guy sitting there who can take you to the next level, I want to take him. Yeah, are you opposed to Kenneth Walker there? I'm not. I'm not opposed to Kenneth Walker either. I, I, really, I think I really like Kenneth Walker. I think he's a he's as running back as they come through and through. Just a natural. Yeah. He's a smaller guy, but yeah. But I, I, I think Brees Hall is. Yeah, I mean, I think two what, guys that they had in. Right. Exactly. I think that um, what what my vision is for a Commanders offense is an offense that can get ahead, and then that can close the game out with a strong rushing attack and a strong pass rush to get after the quarterback once you've gotten ahead. That's my vision. That's what I want to build around. And by adding offensive firepower like we did, adding a running back with the defensive line that you have, sure, there's there's holes on, on the defense, but give me a strong offense that can get ahead and so that the defense can start to play from ahead. Last year, all season, the commanders are playing from behind and teams can do whatever they want force the offense of the other team to do what you know what you want them to do and then get after them that's what i want to and i think our can, draft suggests that can you imagine a, 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 we've, we've done this uh i want to say a couple of times where i've seen where we've just bullied teams uh from getting to rock i think i want to say that tampa game where the we tampa ran the ball that fourth, yeah yeah that fourth where we that, just ran it 10 minute can you just imagine drive. can you imagine having right. gibson get in there he, he gets tired having a Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker come in there. He gets right. tired. Put Antonio Gibson back in there. Right, he's right. fresh. Man, exactly. I'm trying to tell you. I mean, that two-headed monster that, you know, the Browns have had for years now. Now, oh, just goodness. imagine, you know, if they'd had Deshaun Watson this whole time or something, you know, or, I mean, it just, it, it really, and then, and then in the passing game, because that's a bigger thing for running backs now, but, you know, Brees Hall provides that, you have a guy who can run like that, but then like Aaron Jones, you know, who can run like Aaron Jones, but who can catch the ball at the backfield or a screen and get out and make a player like Alvin Kamara. We saw Gibson do it against the Bills. That was the only time we saw it. Right, you know, right. Because again, that explosiveness, whether it's injuries or something else is not there. Give me a guy who has that explosiveness. Give me a two-headed punch of running back. Antonio Gibson, is, you know, next year will be his fourth year. I, you know, I, I think it's very possible he doesn't get re-signed. So now you've got his replacement. But for the next really, few you years, think? you've got two guys. Yeah, I mean, obviously a lot of it, you know, uh, has to do with whatever happens this year. But also, how much are you willing to pay a guy? And I don't think the commanders would want to pay a running back whatever Gibson may think he's worth. Yeah. I wouldn't. I would just yeah. draft another one. So yeah, 
Yeah, that's yeah. that's where I'm at. I like this hall, Tay. I I I really like this. No pun intended. I think this might be my favorite of the three. Because I just think you're getting three good players who can help you from day one. Oh yeah, I was just about to say that. Uh, Mark Draft three point was a hit. Uh, I definitely like. If we come out of this, bro, I don't know what I would do. Honestly, I think right. I would just get. Oh my goodness! Offensively, we would be so dynamic. It exactly. wouldn't even be funny. Like it'd be exactly. scary. Yeah, it'd be scary to the point where people are like, "What are we going to do on Sundays?" They got a guy who can throw outside the numbers. They got a guy who can throw the deep ball. They got a guy who's elusive in the pocket. They got four receivers who can get busy. They got a, two, a tandem of running back. They got an offensive right. line that's subpar, then, you, you know, know, average, at, you know, a little right. above average. And then a defense that can get after you with a lead. Ah, man. I'm all for it. I mean, and then you, if Logan Thomas and Curtis Samuel come back healthy, I mean, you just have such great depth now at those positions. Oh, you know, I mean, with if Jelani Woods is your third tight end, I think you're doing very well. Someone gets hurt and he has to step in and start playing. I'm all for it. I, I love this one. I, like I said, I would love extra picks. The opportunities didn't really present themselves in this mock draft, but more than I want more picks, I want good players who can help you from day one in the first four rounds from the commanders. I think we did that. So I like this one. Um, we will be back. We are three weeks. So I guess we've got, a, we've got one, we got two more to do, I guess. Yeah. Right, because not not one on the last yeah. week, so two more to do, and then we'll talk about some other stuff uh, in between. Then, but thank you for tuning in, Mock Draft Three Point I love what we did here, Tay. As always, it's great working with you, and uh, look out for our our War Room video that we're going to be doing with with Rio on his channel. That's going to be a lot yeah. of fun. So, uh, yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. This is Todd, and this is Tay. Take a man. <laughs>